Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together there's all these different papers there's all these different forms what do you do you listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast yeah because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business how about for some time off after an nba season even that sounds amazing so you know what you need to do listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app future you will thank you after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome into the Juice and Mo podcast. Should we just call this podcast, Is This Real Life? Yes. The Kings have done something they have not done since the 2005-06 season. They, tonight, have clinched a winning season. They get their 42nd win. They clinched the most road wins in the season since the 04-05 season. And now the magic number to make the NBA playoffs in the top six is down to six. The Kings go on the road in the second. I have a back-to-back and think about what they had to deal with. They get in their rooms last night like 4 a.m. Who knows when they actually fell asleep, but they were awake tonight. The offense got off to a slow start. Not knocking down shots like usual, but Damanis Sabonis said, get on my back. 2020 game for Sabonis, and the Kings go on the road and beat the Nets tonight 101-96. to I'm Deuce Mason. That's Morgan Reagan. How are you doing, Mo? Oh, you guys, I think we're all feeling the same. Like, what? Wait, what? Is this real life? I think that is the best way to identify a lot of our feelings. Um, for anyone that was like, I, yeah, I knew this was going to happen. Well, congratulations. You are a yeah. goddamn genius. Genie, uh, fortune teller, I don't even know. But this is just amazing what the Kings have been able to accomplish at such a high level. And it's not a fluke. It's not a fluke at all. This team has sole possession of the number two seed in the NBA's Western Conference. And out of the All-Star break, Morgan, they are 10-2. Oh, my God. There's a lot to go over with this win. Not only the actual game, but the significance of what tonight means. We'll get into all of that tonight here on Night Chats. Excited. Morgan, tonight was an ugly, ugly start. I thought it was ironic. Katie's keys to the game were like, hey, limit the three-pointers. And then all of a sudden, the Nets come out and hit like their first five three balls. You're like, is it going to be this type of night? The Kings offense really struggled tonight. And I said this yesterday when they won kind of ugly on the De'Aaron Fox game winner. Just find a way to win. I like the fact that the Kings 
didn't have to score 145 points to win a game. Tonight, the offense wasn't the same, right? They, they barely got to a, 100 points tonight, but they grinded it out, and they found a way to get it done. There was a lot of good things. Sabonis played like a beast. I thought they did some nice things defensively. They were engaged, too. Good. You got the win. You went ugly. One of the best things that they did in that first half, when especially when shots were not falling, they started getting to the paint and getting to the free throw line. And it was the only way that they were going to create something. And what I loved is, yes, that is what you're supposed to do as a basketball team when your shots aren't falling. Think about all those other games when there's so much packed in the middle and so your shots aren't falling, but you don't have much of a choice on the inside. I know Nick Claxton was in there. I don't know what he finished with um, blocks. Sorry, I should have that right in front of my face. He, only, he had two blocks, which is, which is a little under his average. You know, he's like a little over that um, on his average per game. So, uh, and Domas Sabonis had more, but we'll talk about him soon. But you look at the Kings offense and being able to tack that and then getting to the free throw line. They finish at the free throw line, uh, 32 attempts, 24 for 32. And of course you want them to make more of those as well. But still, I like that they were generating an offense when their shots weren't falling. Yeah, it's not points. often when you shoot 39% on the road. Yeah. And you win a game. And, oh, by the way, your starting shooting guard, who's been really red hot lately, Kevin Herter, plays six minutes. He left the game on that awkward land. Uh, Initially, it was reported as maybe a knee thing. Woj found out that it's actually a hamstring strain. Sean, fall, Sean Cunningham from Fox 40 followed up on that, saying it's a mild hamstring strain, according to his sources. Obviously not ideal at all. No. But Sean's reporting was that there was optimism surrounding that it wasn't as bad as they thought it was initially. Love that. And I mean, of course you want to hear that. Um, getting an MRI tomorrow, right? I think that was the rest of Woj's report. So yeah, hoping Kevin Herter can figure it out because, you know, we've seen him have some games where he's not producing as much offense but then other games where he's on fire and he's figuring it out as the kings keep getting closer and closer to this postseason they need him they need everyone as healthy as they can be and very surprising too because this team has just been so healthy like you have not seen that yeah. happen knock on wood you've not seen that happen much throughout this season where a guy's going out in the beginning of the game, oh, he's not going to return. So um, hopefully Kevin Herter can just, you know, rest up the rest of this road trip and then return when they get back home. Yeah, he did not score. He was 0 for 4 in his six minutes. And, yeah, hopefully it's not that big of a deal. We can talk about that later, but let's talk about the dog. The absolute dog tonight, Demonis Sabonis. Also, shout out to our guy, Steven Larson, who do the best wrestling podcast in the world. Mm -hmm. Going in raw. They just rated us on Twitch. Appreciate you guys, Thanks, guys hanging out with us as we talk about this Kings win. Um, yeah, Demonis Sabonis, 24 points, 21 rebounds tonight. He also had five assists and four blocks, Morgan. Oh, my God. The he guy was an animal. Even late in that game, I know there was one sequence where he missed a shot, you know, lost the ball or whatever, but he got a few rebounds in a row. He had three guys around him. They're being physical with him. Royce O'Neal's like, I thought, is punching him in the back at one yeah. point. Yeah. They were punching him. physical with him. Did you see him even grab the ball, the a rebound with his one hand? Like, at one point, he was just like, Beast. just 
beastly, Beast. right? And I, I saw a stat or a tweet from StatMuse that uh, most 2020 games this season, Sabonis with four, Giannis with three, nobody else has more than two this season. Well, since we're throwing out those random stats, Ooh. we might as well keep going on this. With his reboundings, his rebound numbers tonight, finishing with 21, he passed Otis Thorpe who did it 1987-88, for the most rebounds in a single season <laughs> in Kings history. Uh, that is wild. The other uh, thing he did at halftime, he had 20-12 and three blocks at halftime. First player this season with at least 20 points, 10 rebounds, and three blocks in the first half of a game. And he joins Giannis as the only players with 20 and 10 in the opening half of a game. Giannis has done that three times. So wow. the monster numbers continue, and it's it's wild to see him continue, whether it's a triple-double, a double-double. He gets monster ones. I saw our guy, Wob, even drop that in the last three games. Sabonis has 55 rebounds and 30 assists. It, you guys. <laughs> I mean. I, like, I know after last game, we're talking about Mr. Fourth Quarter, De'Aaron Fox, everything that he's been able to do. And sometimes, sometimes we shy away from Domas Sabonis because it's like, oh, another triple dub. <laughs> we expect it. I, truly, when you see these type of games where nobody can get anything going and he goes, guys, I got you from the start. Just get on my back. Let's go for this ride. He takes everyone to the victory line in so many more ways than one. I mean, with the way that he commands people off of his DHOs, the way that he uh, helps people just move without the basketball. And then, and mm. then he's a beast and a half down low in the paint. Amazing. He was eight of 14 tonight from the field. Eight of nine from the free throw line tonight too. And he, he gave the Kings everything they had. He played 38 min minutes this team was being physical with him. They were banging him around, and he his team needed everything he could give tonight, and he brought it on the second eye of a back-to-back. Now, someone, I think, on Twitter was asking me, where do you rank him as a Kings bid? Oh, yeah. Like, with Cousins, with Weber, and him. Dude, it's, it's so early because, actually, Jason Ross told me this. This is actually Sabonis tonight played his 82nd game as a member of the Sacramento Kings, uh, with the Sacramento Kings. So wow. he is officially played one season with the Kings and think about everything he's accomplished. So those guys obviously played for a lot longer in Sacramento. It's sample size. Yeah. But here's what Jason Ross put out. He has now played 82 games as a King. As a King, he is averaging 19 points, 12 rebounds, seven dimes. He has 68 double doubles and 11 triple doubles. He has five 2020 games, two Western conference players of the week, plus a trip to the all-star game. The Kings record in those 82 games, by the way, for Sabonis 46 in 36. You know, so I I probably like if you're in Milwaukee or even Golden State when Steph is having a great year, you're so used to these type of things. Yeah. You know, you every every week they're a Western Conference, Eastern Conference player of the week or um, they're just putting up these stats that are breaking records left and right in Kingsland. It just hasn't even been close to that in so damn long. And like the reaching for like, Oh man, buddy healed, knocked down another three. And it's like, <laughs> how many did he chuck up though? You know, yeah, it's yeah. like, you just reach for these stats. What we're seeing here. There's, there's so much meat to these stats that De'Aaron, that's a bonus are putting up for the Sacramento Kings this season. They're so impactful. That is absolutely incredible. 
Let's talk about what he did defensively tonight. I felt like he was moving well. I yeah. mean, he, he, they're bringing him out, pick and roll situations. Yep. And, you know, sometimes in space you worry about that. I think he's worked so hard on that aspect of the game. There's sometimes you see him in tough situations. I thought early in the game the Kings had some switches that were problematic. I think Barnes at one point was switched on Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie blew right by him to the basket. Uh, another yep. sequence where Bridges had Sabonis on him one-on-one. -on -one. It was a good night. But... As the game went on, I feel like the Kings did a great job moving and communicating on defense. And Sabonis, that guy busts his ass. Like, I, you know, so, some of the stuff that's been put out there about Jokic recently, and it's like, oh, is he trying defensively? What's going on? I don't, I just never see that from Sabonis. Like, with Sabonis, if someone gets a bucket on him, more times than not, it's a mismatch, or it's just like he can only do so much. The guy plays so hard. And when you have a guy that is one of your guys play that hard every single night with how much he's getting hit and banged on and all the, all the responsibility he shoulders by being the main distributor on offense. It's incredible, man. I think he deserves more love for what he does defensively. It's not perfect all the time, but I think overall you're never going to question the effort from Sabonis. I remember talking to a lot of, not a ton, but a few Pacers media members as the trade was happening and everything. And they were complaining to me about his defense and kind of being like, Hey, have fun with that. And I was like, Oh, okay. You know, uh, I mean, you, yeah. you've been around it. You've watched it so much more than He's I was also watching. playing with Turner. Right? right. So, so my, that's exactly my point. It's, it's something that was truly situational. I doubt it was his effort. I'm sure it was just trying to find your spot and who are you defending if you're playing right side by side with Miles Turner, right? Are you taking on someone that is so much more difficult that you have to depend on your second line of defense? Stabonis is that second line of defense. And on top of that, he seems like he's probably in some of the best shape of his life, the way that he is moving from side to side laterally and being able to close out. So active, so active defensively. And you saw this team really pick up the pace in that second half. And I'm just like, how do they turn out second night of a back-to-back, -back, got in at 4 a.m., and they're just, the second half, turning it on to another level. Yeah, they had to grind it out, but they get the win tonight, 101-96. Morgan, uh, you know, sometimes when the people in the chat have a request, you, you give them something, right? Okay. Well, Felipe has something for me. What does he have? And you may not like it. Oh. Hey, Deuce. Could you please bark for the dog of the game, Sabonis? Well, let's just look at the results. The poll question okay. tonight from the YouTube people. Uh, who is your dog of the game? Is it Domas or Sabonis? Great bit. There's one answer. Great bit. It's a man that got you 24, 21, 5, and 4 blocks. Do you love that people are still picking both? They're like, which one do I pick? It's pretty simple. Oh, yeah, what is it? Domas Sabonis. Oh. Your dog. Okay, okay, okay. Stop. Of the game. Literally makes me, like, vomit. You know, sometimes I just, I, I do MML. wish you'd buy in a little more on that. The if you just, people like, did, here like, like The people here love Felipe it. Felipe likes it. Felipe loves it. And maybe Jason. <laughs> oh, my God. You sickos. Hey, you, you know what Morgan doesn't like? What? Sometimes the attention goes back to me. She's got the vocals. I can't sing like Morgan. I don't need Shh. the attention. I can't sing like Morgan, but I can tell you this. I bark way better than Morgan. <laughs> I'm a first-team all-barker. Yes. 
<laughs> that is true. I cannot bark. You can call me Bob. What? No. No. No, no. Stupid. It was kind of funny. That's man. stupid. It's kind of funny. Um, oh, my God. So we talk about Sabonis. We talk about the second night of a back-to-back finding a way to grind this one out. Deer and Fox kind of struggled at times today to find his shot. He was 5 of 16, but 18.6 rebounds, 5 assists for him tonight. I thought the bench stepped up, too, tonight. You know, Malik Monk had some moments tonight where, again, that Fox Sabonis pick and roll is so sexy. There was a play late mm. in the game where... Man, Sabonis is well above the three-point arc. And I'm like, what? what's the plan here? Like, what's the plan? And it's like, oh, the plan is we're going to spread this out. Yep. Monk's going to get going downhill. And boom, let's feed the big fella, Damanis Sabonis, a little pick-and-roll action. Spacing. And they are – Monk has some unbelievably challenging passes that he gives Sabonis, and Sabonis is always ready. You When you see Sabonis cutting, his hands are out, ready to go to finish it. That connection between those two is really special. And, and it, Monk had six dimes in this game tonight. And it keeps building. It keeps getting better. You know, how many times in the beginning of the season are we talking about, wow, Sabonis and Herter, it's like they've played together forever. And then that started to build and get stronger and stronger with Malik Monk. And I'm so glad that it did because he's just so athletic. He's so quick and he is so crafty when it comes to his passing ability, playmaking ability. Um, I, I think he, he feeds off of the way that Sabonis passes it to him they feel where each other are going to be for example when it is that dribble handoff or like instead of it handing it off it's more of Sabonis bouncing it just right here and Monk is coming from the opposite side knowing that the bounce is just going to be coming off his other shoulder you know all the defenders are already shifted this way so they come he comes off this way just so precise so perfectly it's so fundamental and beautiful but it it really takes practice and and having that trust and that chemistry with one another and it happens all the time yeah and the Kings have built chemistry pretty fast for a team that's still learning each other I mean, I know we're deep in the season, but this is the first season with like Malik Monk and Sabonis playing with each other, and they've got a legit chemistry. Uh, we saw Kessler Edwards get some moments tonight, and dude, Kessler against his former team, I he comes out and he plays defense, man. I feel like the Kings found a little something with Kessler Edwards. I know the offense isn't always going to be there with him, but tonight, knocked down a couple of threes. Yeah. He was four or six. He had 10 points. He had three rebounds. He'll go out, go up and try to get some of these boards. He plays physical. His defense tonight was good. Dude, I like Kessler. He didn't even have, like, a role with the Nets this last year, right, with everyone that they had on their roster. So for him to come to an entirely different team at the trade deadline and not find any place in the rotation, finds a moment and they see, oh, there's potential here. Finds another big moment. Oh, he's efficient in his time. And now I just think it's about, like, finding that comfort, right? Like, playing with these guys for the first time. You've been around for a month and a half. And, yeah, it's – it's. I love what he adds with his wingspan, with his size, especially you go up against some long players like Mikael Bridges and uh, Nick Claxton. It's, it's the exact type of – modern day NBA body type that you want and, and that the young. Kings lack in that. The, yeah. Exactly. And the Kings lack one thing before I forget. We also didn't mention that Sabonis had four blocks. I did. You did in the stat uh, line. Okay. Of I, I just felt like that, that was like, no, I, huge. I, 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 at the very top, I mentioned that. Okay. 24 okay. points, 21 rebounds, five Frankie D's 
Maybe in yeah. four blocks. Yeah. I don't think the Frankie D thing's sticking. It's not sticking. But I, don't, I haven't used it enough. Yeah. So there you go. Frankie D's are a sis. Because Franklin D. Roosevelt's on the dime. Yeah. Frankie D's, man. Yeah. No. Frankie D's. They get it. They get it. We're trying. We're trying. Do you think it's going to work? Um, For us and for any of the hardcores. Sometimes you just got to shoot it. You got to get your shot up yeah. for sure. Uh, it, it's amazing reading the chat tonight. We have a lot of people uh, just dropping shut up and light the beam. <laughs> um, we oh. have one person who's literally writing the lyrics of your song in the chat. What? That is hilarious. My mom texts. Yeah. She said, shut up and light the fucking beam. <laughs> I love her. We mentioned this in the pre-podcast, but what? the response to Morgan's shut up and light the beam song was pretty outrageous. And we did this as just a stupid little joke thing. And of course, we get into it because we're performers entertainers we so we think uh and it was fun it was great it was cool to see the response uh i guess this morning i didn't realize this until late this afternoon one of sacramento's enemies had something to say about stop it. calling him that. some people feel that way i don't i think jj reddick is a great guy but jj reddick acknowledged morgan singing he acknowledged i mean our performance Come That's on. fine. All he said, though, was need this on a Spotify playlist. You guys, he's down to light the beam. He's down to be on board. You got it. You <laughs> got to invite everybody in. You got to get over yeah. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Even Jalen and Jacoby, them talking about the no, Tyrese Halliburton. No, 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 because I am not going to be. I'm not going to be a petty weirdo when it comes to even bandwagon okay. bandwagoners that want to jump on. Okay, Come on. Speaking of jumping, you're jumping everywhere. J.J. Reddick was critical of the trade, apologized, everything. Held himself okay? accountable. He has opinion was off. He overreacted, and he has owned up to it. Jalen Jacoby were literally inaccurate and wrong. Very like wrong. factually about what they were saying. And rude, but yes. So uh, we're, not, we're not doing that. I'm so, just feeling no, good tonight. No, and that's fine. You could feel good about that tonight. Thanks, Deuce. Like, get out of here. F, yeah, thank you, chat. F, Jalen, Jacob. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Hey, if you're in the chat right now, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Can you help us out, though? Hit that thumbs up button because it just helps our channel grow so more Kings and NBA fans around the world see this channel. Also, subscribe. We're closing in on 11,000 subs. Kessler Edwards revenge game tonight. Love that he had to add a little bit and love that he was asked in post game presser. Just like, were you excited for this game? He's like, Oh yeah. Like I look forward to this. Well, think about from Kessler Edwards perspective. Uh-huh. He had some nice moments last year with the nets and looked yeah. like, Oh, maybe he could be a part of something. Wasn't really playing this year. And right before the trade deadline, the team you were with trades you for a player who's never coming over, who plays overseas and literally sent cash with you to Sacramento. Basically, put it this way. Kessler Edwards, you got traded for nothing. They paid a team to take you. That's the... Even if it it's not meant to be insulting... It's not. The way, I, pu the way yeah. I put it out that there, it feels insulting, yeah, right? Absolutely. Here's and, millions of dollars. Please take him with you. But look at him now. He's getting an opportunity on a team that's going to be in the playoffs. A team that's near the top of the Western Conference. Just a great little Monty McNair tweak... Wes Wilcox, all those guys behind the scenes making another tweak. I dig it. Dig it a lot. Uh, someone in the chat asking who got the defensive player of the game, chain. It was actually Malik Monk tonight. We need to talk more about the Kings defense, Morgan, because I felt like yeah. they were super active defensively. They were. Um, I felt like deflections were good. Keegan had some nice moments. You want to hear what Mike Brown had to say about 
before you have thoughts on it. I can't talk tonight, as you could tell. You, no, you're doing okay. you're doing great. Sweetie. I'll let you get to your thoughts on the defense, but let's hear from Mike Brown explaining why uh, Malik Monk got the D Pog chain tonight. Uh, I don't know why I'm not here. Nick, oh my God, Nick came Hold in on, here. Hold on, Nick. Nick. Son of a gun, Nick. Coach Nick not trying tonight. to here. Here's Mike Brown explaining why Malik Monk won the deep hog. I, I thought throughout the whole game he was pretty good, you know, and, and not necessarily getting a lot of steals and all that, but his positioning was pretty good. He was communicating. And then down the stretch, they tried to, you know, pick on him a little bit. They tried to ISO him versus McHale. And, you know, you're not stopping a guy like McHale. He's a young player that's, that's a really, really good player. He's going to be a great player someday at a very high level. Um, but you just try to make him work. And I thought there were two or three possessions where he kind of showed his hands and chested him and made him take, you know, tough middies that Mikhail's able to hit. But, you know, if he hits those and we lose, we live with those. It, it, we live that, with that, that, in that situation. So uh, he deserved it uh, throughout – more so towards the end of the game and, and them trying to go at him, but him holding his ground. We didn't have to take him out or anything like that. That's cool. Yeah. That was Mike also saying, yeah, we, he, you know, did some nice things. Let's reward good behavior. Even if it wasn't perfect the whole night, he did some good things. Right. Malik Monk's face right now. This is kind of funny. Like, oh, shit, I'm getting this. <laughs> wow. I, you okay. know what? And what I do agree with, though, is because uh, – what we even saw from that Bulls game the other night, Kings Film Room, who puts out great content, by the yeah. way, put out this clip of the Kings in a 2-3 defense. And I noticed Malik Monk being one of the top guys, the way that he was rotating, communicating. You could hear them all communicating within this. But truly, I noticed his closeout, his chopping his feet, all the little details that you want for a defense to be completed for a great defensive possession. Malik Monk, um, he's a big part of that. He's he's like that that glue guy that makes a lot of that work. I know we always talk about the anchor, Domas Sabonis, who also can finish off a play with a great defensive rebound or a block. But Malik Monk really just holding your guy, putting on that perimeter pressure is huge. Uh, Lee in the chat was mentioning that two of the three fouls that were called against Keegan tonight were bogus. Well, the one that he got were... Bridges drove on him, Soft. minimal contact, Soft. and then fell back, hit the end one. I'm like, come on. Bridges What's... sold it, and it was a weird angle. Yeah. But, like, what? So what is Keegan supposed to do in that situation? Nothing. Okay. He got he got screwed. He got screwed in that situation. There, But you know what I would have done if I was Keegan? I, I would have shown a little bit of emotion. I've been like, to the ref, like, what the what shit is that? Yeah, you want him to get a little hot? Yeah, I want to see, like, at least a little bit of, like, a mouth, like, crease. Yeah, like, there was nothing there. He was just like. Because he knew. He didn't foul him. He didn't how, do anything wrong. How do you feel? Do you did you feel tonight that the defense did some good things? Or was it like, hey, also the Nets don't have like a true shot creator, primary shot creator? The Nets can hit shots. I mean, they have shooters on this squad and they held this. I know, but they don't have like a guy. Like Bridge has been really good, but you still don't think of him as like a number one on the team at this the point? The Kings held this team under 100 points. The last time they did that, I think it was against the Cavs a while ago. So, I mean, however you want to look at it, even if 
the Nets were missing a lot of shots, I do want to give love to the defensive intensity. Like, it wasn't perfect at times, and a lot of times it was just the Nets missing shots, but um, there was still a lot of good moments from the Kings defense and better moments that we've seen game by game uh, that I think we have to give credit to. We got more coming up, and I, I want to talk about in a second the significance of what tonight means. Okay. Because it's deeper than just tonight's game. I think we've covered this game pretty well, unless you have any other thoughts. Trey Lyle's back in action. Love seeing Welcome him. Welcome back, Trey, Trey Bay. Bay. I'm a Trey Bay. Yeah, Trey gave you 11 points, six rebounds, four of eight shooting, knocked down a couple of threes. I love Trey Lyle's. Yep. And that was pretty Steady. much it. Steady. Steady. He comes in and does his thing, plays hard, attacking the basket, hitting the three. I love it. I love dig, Trey Lyles. Dig his vibe. Um, we do need to say this. We mentioned this pre-podcast, but we are going to announce this, that April 14th, Friday, April 14th, downtown Sacramento, we are hosting our first live events. It's going to be a Friday night, 7 p.m. It's going to be just blocks away from the Golden One Center the night before the NBA playoffs start. Yes, the night before the NBA playoffs start. We'll be doing a show Friday night. We'll have a lot of fun. It's going to be just a couple blocks away, as I mentioned, from Golden One Center at Solomon's upstairs in the Russ Room. That is named after Russ Solomon, the founder of Tower Records, Sacramento icon, and... The founder of Tower Records is a big deal. It's very Sacramentan. It is totally Sacramento, <laughs> man. So we are hosting, I believe, their first live podcast that they've ever hosted there. Yeah, may, uh, yeah I mean, they've done a lot of different live events there. Yeah. Um, but probably their first podcast, I think, is what they said. So, yeah, excited for that. And more information and tickets will be sold next week. So yeah. make sure that you're just, you know, we'll have so many night chats and everything. As yeah, well. we're going to announce it. Um a ton. So you guys will know when tickets go on sale, all that stuff. And uh, tickets will be just $10. There are no extra fees. We're absorbing the fees. $10. I believe we're going to sell 150 That's all yeah, we, we can sell. Yeah, we have the to cut off. The cutoff's at 150 Yeah. And uh, if we do well, maybe we'll do a bigger venue at some other point. But for the first one, we wanted to do more of an intimate setting anyway with the hardcore of hardcore deuce bags and morons to come out and celebrate the Kings being back in the playoffs. We'll be doing a live event, 7 o'clock, downtown Sacramento, just a block or two away from Golden One Center. Also, if you are planning on coming and you're like, whoa, I want to rock some Deuce Mo merch, make sure you go to deucemo.com. You can click on merch, see everything there, and we still have a promo code for 20% off, and it's thank you. Thank you. We are presented tonight by our buddy, Sean Stanfield, over at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. Hey, Morgan, if you're looking for a house, what do you suggest? I suggest you hit up Sean Stanfield. Why? He makes everything in life easier. Seriously, he's done this for many of our listeners now, which I just think is the coolest thing because we only recommend people and products and businesses that we believe in. And I just hope anyone that has questions about buying a house yes. or if they can even afford a house, just go to Sean. Like, he's not even going to – you don't have to text him for the rest of your life. You can hit him up like – one-nighter and say bye and never text him again. Whatever you need, just ask Sean. Yeah, if you have questions about if you could afford a house, what the steps are like, hit up Sean, 916-276-7563. That's 916-276-7563. Or go to his website, rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. He'll give you all the information you need, send you a video, break everything down. He's not trying to push you into buying a house. He's going to make sure it makes sense for you. So hit him up, rate.com slash Sean Stanfield, equal housing lender, 
subject to credit approval. That's NMLS ID number 349707. Company at NMLS ID number 2611, NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Thanks so much to our friends at Guaranteed Rate. Guaranteed Rate. Right. And Sean also works with a local realtor that it, once you can go, oh, I can afford a house. Oh, but I got to find a house. What do I, oh, what do I do? You hit up Joey Reagan over at Lion Real Estate. Who knows Sacramento real estate better than Joey Reagan? No one. Nobody. No one. Nobody's it's, got a greater passion for Sacramento than Joey. Truth. Truth. It's the truth. And seriously, he just put a house on uh, on the market, sold it in one weekend. Right? I mean, Whoa. just- I know. I no, no, no. I'm ser- like you guys. Yeah. Go hit up Joey. He can help you sell your home if you're looking to sell your home. He can help you buy a home if you're looking to buy a home. I know he's helped people even with condos, uh, renting, all different things. So make sure that you go and hit up Joey Reagan. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's Morgan's it's brother, brother too, so you could trust him. Like yeah. I would not be recommending. Hey, go use my dad for something because he probably steal from good, you. Good, good. Joey and is I don't going think to he could afford sponsorships. No, with no, us. no. Yeah. He definitely couldn't. <laughs> so go to jreagan.golion.com. That's jreagan.golion.com, or call or text him at nine one six four one two four five nine two. That's nine one six four one two four five nine two. That's license number zero two one two eight zero seven. Zero. Appreciate everyone's support of our podcast. Thank you. All right, Morgan. Yes. 42 wins. Ha, let's talk about it. I was driving home tonight after the game, and I had a brief moment. Secret time? Yeah, secret no. time. What? A brief moment. I got a little teary-eyed for a second. Oh, you really? Yeah, you yeah. told me you just got emotional. Yeah, I just... And I feel like once they clinch, who knows? Because if I was feeling that way tonight, I, I just... It, it feels so crazy that the Kings have 42 wins. And you're going, it's a sports team, you pathetic man. You're a grown man and you're feeling this way? Oh, yeah. That little basketball team don't go for you, Bubba? No, but it it is so much deeper. And I think all the people who listen to our podcast get that. I'm saying that more so for the random-ass fans from other NBA teams that listen to this going, God, you guys are pathetic. You, you cry a lot. <laughs> How you celebrate every win. You go yeah. in a fog machine. You might tear up. But it's, we haven't seen this in so long. I've mentioned this so many times, Morgan. But before this season, yeah. the Kings had eight winning seasons in their entire time in Sacramento. And as of tonight, number nine. And they've only made the playoffs 10 times going into this year. This year, it's going to be number 11. And those eight winning seasons all yeah. came eight in a row. The last one coming 05, 06. It was all under Rick Adelman. So Mike Brown is joining some, you know, special company, yeah. right? Like he is the only other coach to lead a Kings team above 500 in a season. You just think about everything that we've all been through with this team and the emotions of maybe this team going to Seattle. That that, that could have altered our life, uh, right? I, I mean, the city of Sacramento. It, yeah, yeah. And the team stayed, yes. But then you, the, the pain of losing and dysfunction and coaches after coaches and you think about where they are now it you wouldn't have thought that this is this is the thing i keep saying you guys is that to start the season i was like okay i could imagine playing conversation there's just there's not a world where a team takes a giant leap with just because they add a brand new head coach and um they made a trade at the last trade deadline, you know, for, for whatever. At the time, Sabonis, like we knew what he could add, but we didn't 
We didn't know he was going to be an all-star this year. We didn't know it was going to help create De'Aaron Fox into an all-star. And that was my other point. It was like, unless you're adding a superstar name, like a Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, or LeBron James even, just throw out his name, how were you going to take this leap? How they did it, it has just been absolutely like incredible, yeah. true to basketball, true to development, patience, all of those things and just buying in and trusting one another. Yeah, and as much as I liked Sabonis pre-trade and it was someone that we had talked about before on the podcast, it was so great to get Sabonis. I was definitely definitely leery about the ceiling of a Fox Sabonis pairing. Yeah. Especially with how Fox is playing Sabonis. And it's it's hard to see it in the beginning, too, because, like, you don't know what other moves are happening, if they're going to add shooting. You're going, what is the ceiling of this group? And we still don't know what the ceiling is. But I'll tell you this, even if you're the most optimistic, I don't know that you would have been like, hey, they can be a number two seed. And if you did, you probably are like, well, maybe give it a couple of years when they play together yeah. and a legit coach and some moves. They're the number two seed right now, and they're likely going to stay in the top three headed into the playoffs. It's insane. And it's it's sustainable for the future, right? And for everything that they're trying to build. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about this is that how many years, and I'm sure there's other teams that we could mention that I can't remember off the top of my head, that do the whole like, hey, who are we going to get in the buyout market or at the trade deadline to make that playoff push? But really, it's something where it's not going to be sustainable. Oh, like Dallas Mavericks, Kyrie Irving. You just, what's that going to really turn into? Is he going to go to the Lakers next year? Is it just trying to make one thing happen quickly so then you can make that extra step? But really, it doesn't work like that. Um, For the Kings, they're just doing it the right way. And I... I appreciate it so much, but never in a million years, never in a million years would I have been able to say that they are where they are. And I think you're right. It is sustainable. Yeah. Um, I was trying to dig up a picture while you talked of your vision board you did because someone in the chat mentioned this. And it's a good time to talk about that tonight. Yeah, actually. It's on the wall behind us. For those who don't know, for those who like listen to us during the off season, thank you. Morgan, prior to the season, did a vision board for the Kings season, and she put it together, and she had a whole bunch of different items. It's something we've referenced before this season on the podcast, but now the Kings clinched a winning season. Dude, Holy shit. They Can we go did over it. some of the items? Please. Do you want me to just grab it? You have to peel it off the wall, though. You can try. And Morgan, there's something you did say about you didn't know like Fox and Sabonis would be all-stars like this. It's not only that they're all-stars, Morgan. They're likely to be at least one of them, but probably both of them now, all NBA players. We're talking about top 15 in the league, Morgan. No. All NBA. That You guys. The, and, oh, and what, dudes, what are we even saying right now? Mike Brown is probably and should be coach of the year. Yeah. Monty McNair could be executive of the year. All right, so this is Morgan's vision board she made before the season. For you guys that have never seen this before, this is before the season. Uh, Morgan, can you go over the items on it? The centerpiece is a picture of De'Aaron Fox. Why? It's it, So I had De'Aaron Fox yeah. right there. In my whole point was this season is going to revolve around De'Aaron Fox. And I might have some of these things wrong from what I said before, but I'm pretty sure I have it all right. I said this season is going to be about this man. If he can take a leap. And I wasn't even thinking all-star. I wasn't even thinking all-NBA team. I was like, things are going to be different if this guy changes things. Now, take a look at the basketball. 
The basketball has a whole bunch of 41s on it. I joked to do so. I was like, oh, they're not going to win 41 wins, but how great would that be if they were a 500 team? How great would that be? You put down your vision board and they reach it. The vision boards, I almost believe in them. And what else? You no, no. should. But okay. what do you put under Fox? What's that say? Enjoyable basketball? You guys, we legit have the funnest team. We, the Kings are the funnest team in the NBA. They are. They are. And not just because of the story, which does add to, to obviously uh, watching them play every night and in, in the type of basketball, the style that they play. But it is so fun. It is so team-oriented. It's free. I just, amazing. So you've nailed that with your vision. But let's also talk about this. Our end our incredible 16-year tragedy. Oh, What's yes. that mean? So and the playoff drought. You, you got, put that on your vision board. You got, that can almost make me cry because how... I put that on the vision board. There's belief, obviously, when you put it on the vision board, but there's more want. It's like, this is what I want, but I'm like, reach for the moon, land upon the stars. So I was fine even if they didn't make the playoffs and they made the play-in at the beginning of the season. But, yep, ending our 16-year tragedy. Why is J-Lo on it? So J-Lo was on it because I had bought a People magazine to make this, and I was like, you know what? I just kind of need to throw her on there. And my whole point about J-Lo was, like, if she could, like, well, I I could I could have gone to the ring thing and been like, if she can get ring after ring, like the Kings can get a ring. <laughs> okay, okay, but okay. I think that my real thing for JLo was like, if she can like go through these very public breakups mm -hmm. and get back up again and then marry someone else, the Kings can get up from whatever the hell that they have to be thrown at them. Okay, you have very a weird. Sacramento Proud sticker with a cross out red under yes over it. Why? Yes. Why? Why was that no? So really, it was about the whole team that was there, right? And it was like we need to be the opposite of what this team was. There, Ooh. there were so many great guys on this squad that I have on there. Like Bogies on there. I think Harry Giles, like really good people. But you wanted to move on from that time. I wanted to move on from just good people. I needed, I need good people and good basketball. Okay, and then you have your teammates. It so looks now. Like college these, or high school these are my aau teammates okay. from one of my favorite teams ever norcal elite and i had some of the funnest times with these teammates on all of our trips we were traveling so why'd you, know, you put them on there so i put them on there because i was like that's the vibe i want this team to have i was just hoping that this team could have like friendships and vibes that i had if you're having this much fun you're winning basketball Dude. in college Colleges, we're looking at you. Just this was made in like September. No, I saw your tweet. It said July of 2020. Okay, I found this. Okay, here it goes. Yes, July 27th. You made this July 27th, 2022. You Are, guys, vision you, make vision boards. This this should this might if the Kings won it all this year, which you know, yeah, I don't want to be juicy downer here, but either way, this is. You might want to put this in like a hall of fame. Should we bring it to the live show? I was going to say that. I think we should have a few things like the fog machine on a, on a stool. We should have like this on a stool. A few things just to like shine a light on. Guys, am I crazy? Like it, this is, I'm curious what the chat thinks. Yeah. Manifest. Okay. Yeah. No. And, and I think, I think, you know, if anyone had ever been, had read like the secret, right? The most obvious things like be positive, the power of positivity, right? Truly, even with this vision board, I wasn't just making it for a bit or a joke. I was like, this is yeah. bullshit. Like Deuce and I have, we have all experiences, but Deuce and I covered every single game last year. And it was so miserable at times, even though it was fun that we were all miserable together, but it was just like, when are we going to talk hoops Dude. and not just about how depressing this is? 
Vision board it, man. But how often is a vision board just absolutely like nailed? I don't know. That's a little creepy. <laughs> is that weird? That's a little weird. The J-Lo thing was the thing that was like the most off, but I had the People magazine and what's, I what's even like four What's bucks. even crazier? Somehow Morgan had light the beam on here. Before, <laughs> no. What if, what if the red line was no, like. That would be insane. Yeah. Was. That was. Yeah. So anyway. Dude, dude give it up. To Morgan for that vision. Oh my God. Thank you. Remember yeah. you and I were supposed to make vision boards together and Deuce was like, you just, can you just make yours? I don't have time. And I was like, okay, that yeah. was fun. So you had that vision, you put yeah. that out there in the universe. And honestly, it's just, it, it's, this year has just been so fun. And I know we still have a long way to go. The Kings still have 13 games left. Yeah. Technically haven't clinched a playoff spot, but they're going to be in the playoffs. They have a chance at 50 wins. Like, this is one of the most magical King seasons, mm. not only, obviously, in the last 16 years, but in my life, like, even the, the, the rise they had in the late 90s into the mid-2000s, like, yeah. you know, the 98-99 coming out of nowhere. Then the peak was like 01, 02, 02, 03. Weber goes down, and then it kind of pittered out, right? Uh-huh. 04, 05 wasn't like great, right? It wasn't no. fun. 05, 06... It got off to a terrible start. They trade Peja. They get Artest. They have Bonzi, and they make it. And it's like, oh, my God. They had one of the best records later in the season. They pushed the Spurs to the brink, but they lost that series. And they hadn't, make it, hadn't made it back since. And this team this year is doing things we've never seen done before from a Sacramento Kings team. You're going to have a chance to have two all-NBA guys. It's this fan base deserves it so much, and that's why it gets me emotional about it. I, I'm serious. Like, this fan base has seen so much shit, been through so much pain. Oh, it's so disgusting. It, you, and this is what they're getting. You, it, none of this would be worth it, truly, without the community and the backup. Like, I can't imagine if one of the shit fan bases, truly, because there are. And that's okay, because sometimes they just have other teams that are bigger in their city that they want to put more attention to, or that's just part of their culture or whatever. But, like, they don't have the backing of everyone to get through a miserable season. And we all did it together and stayed true for 16 of these awful seasons together. Um, That, to me, is, is super special, and that's why, like, whenever people say, like, oh, Kings fans are the best fans in the world, I'm not being a homer. I mean, look at us. Look at us. And that's also why, though, that's also why any NBA person that's just a fan of a different team that might be listening to this later or tonight, I mean, just know the feelings that we felt were some of the lowest of low. And when mm-hmm. you love something so much and you you consume so much of that content, as in these basketball games, and then you see it so good, you better believe we're going to celebrate every damn minute of it. It's been fun reading the chat tonight, too. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Thanks so much to Steven, who became a subscriber. Dash 2469, donating five bucks. saying Thanks. Just re- realized there is a beam on Golden One Center right now while UCLA is playing there. Kind of Whoa, funny. that's Also, cool. thank you so much to Eric Ramirez thank for donating you. 20 bucks. And for a couple of new followers on Twitch, what's up, Jordan and Manic? Appreciate you guys Appreciate you so, guys. so much. If you had it, haven't, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. It helps us grow. <sighs> make sure to subscribe two um there was a question here from ben that i want to get to can we talk about the kings being a 50 win team and being in the position this offseason to go in all in to compete for a championship does it change the direction for the team in the offseason 
Yeah, I mean, I, I do think you just need to. Yes, they they should be more. They should be aggressive in the pursuit of a championship. That's the ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, and just see how the playoffs go for sure. Like, let's see what it looks like. We, I think we all have a, all have a pretty good idea of the weaknesses of this team. And despite their weaknesses, they could have a chance to make a nice run depending on where they line up in the playoffs. And track record shows those weaknesses get exposed yeah. by 20 in the postseason, right? It's just different basketball. And so factor that into your mind when watching these games but or when watching this team in the playoffs this year. But what I will say absolutely don't count them out do not count them out now like i'm i'm a pure believer of what they can accomplish but i am factoring in experience sure but they win on the road yeah they score a ton of points yep. they can beat you in different ways they've got firepower at a lot of positions even if like kevin herter misses time you don't want kevin herter to be out extended time right now but you go well they've got malik monk Terrence Davis, like Terrence Davis started the second half tonight. Didn't play a lot. I know. They went with different lineups. They went bigger at times. We saw lineups with like Fox, Kessler, Keegan, HB, and Sabonis. Yeah. We saw Lyles in that one point. I'm sorry, Morgan. Ugh. I was trying to hold in the bird. I know. And you almost did. And I then know. I was like. That's my bad. That's yep. my bad. No, no. Hey, holding yourself accountable. Back, back to Ben's question. You know, be aggressive for sure. You want to be careful too. Like this thing is growing and you want to make the right move but yeah you got to be aggressive you you have a chance go for it because these chances don't come along all the time i mean people in sacramento know this and um the kings definitely are going to have to make tweaks over the off season but you know I, i'm also w whenever i see that type of stuff go on in our discord where people are like what about trading this guy or something i'm like i i'm not even entertaining that right now i am so locked into this team what it is now what they can do to go to the next level. Let, let's deal with that later. Yeah. No, I'm I'm absolutely with you. And I think it's not like a, a weak mindset. It's not like, oh, no, no, just appreciate it. No, I'm like trying to be cute. It's, it's truly, you haven't seen certain things from this team when it comes to that level of basketball. So, like, just wait and see, right? Like, don't have expectations for it, except that they're going to, play all out with all their effort and and have their same style of basketball but otherwise that just like enjoy the ride kendo says do you think players will be more likely to come here now that we are winning yeah i think you, you still have to prove it a little bit i mean it takes a while when you've had a bad reputation for a long time it could take some time to shift that narrative i mean it's still sacramento and the perception from players around the league is sacramento there's nothing to do there you know what kings have your free agents meet with Deuce and Mo. We'll oh take my them God. around the city. Let us, we can be the ambassadors for the city. We'll sell anybody on this city and they'll stay here forever. But in all seriousness, yeah, I do think, I, I don't know about like the marquee free agents. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's hard to predict that type of stuff. But I think when the Kings were a really good team in the early 2000s, they were able to attract some solid guys because of what they built. They got Brad Miller in a sign and trade deal. He became an all-star here again. You know, Keon Clark. It's California, and you get to play on a team that shares the basketball. Yeah. I mean, why, would, why wouldn't you want to play on a team that knows how to pass the ball around? And if the ball isn't passed, no superstar is going to get their way. One, because there's not a superstar on this team. But two, because Mike Brown won't let that shit go down. So um, it hopefully is something that becomes more and more appealing to some of these guys. Uh, Brian in the chest is according to Eddie Gonzalez, who does the podcast with uh, Kevin Durant. 
Uh, also, the run with um, Shams on that show. Who else is Chandler Parsons? Oh, good job. And is it Michelle Beadle? Anyway, he's like, he's a Sacramento guy. He was on with D'Lo and Casey today. Yeah. And I've heard him say this before. According to Eddie Gonzalez, Sacramento is one of Kevin Durant's favorite places. Loves the arena and loves the area. Well, why didn't he come here instead of Yeah, right. Don't need him. Whatever. Don't, we don't need him. No, but I do <laughs> think, yeah, I, I I think the Kings are changing their reputation fast. People around the league, especially guys who watch the game, yeah. watch what Sacramento's doing, and they're playing a fun style. I mean, this isn't just like, hey, people in Sacramento think it's fun because the Kings are winning. It's like, no, you legitimately, you watch, you watch their games. They're must-watch in the league. We talk to people from all over. We, you know, from all over the country, yeah. people who we know who work in the NBA or other teams are like, no, this is like a must-watch team. Dude, no dunks. Their title today was uh, something about John Morant, and then uh, De'Aaron says, shut up and light the beam. I'm just like, yes, love you guys, yeah. yes. I mean, people are watching this team because they want to because it is fun. Let's, um... Go and check in with a guy. We have to check in every game unless he skips out on us. Oh. Oops, my bad. He is Nick. What's up, Nick? What's up, Ducemo? Oh. Someone sounds happy tonight. Like the bait. Fire the laser. Fire, fire the, the laser. laser. Do the fire laser yeah. thing. <laughs> I knew he was going to ask for it. I was hoping he wouldn't. Look at that. Arm the face. laser. Arm the laser. Begin laser initiative. Fire the laser. I can't. I don't even have it anymore. Yeah, like yeah. it's like you guys. I used to. But be good. Nick loves it so. I know. Much. Fire the laser. Yeah, there you you, go, you do Thank it better you. than Thank me. You. I think you got to do it. All right, Nick. What do you think of the game tonight? Hey, I was excited that they won tonight. Hey, why not win tonight? Why not win tonight? What did you like so much about tonight? Was it De'Aaron Fox? Was it Domas Sabonis rebounding? It was Foxy and Domas Sabonis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how do you feel that the Kings clinched a winning season and they're probably going to the playoffs? Oh, yeah. Heck yes. <laughs> Give me a hell yes. Oh, hell yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Who's your dog? Oh my god, he's taking all your lines. Yeah, you're like doing it. all my you're doing all my shtick. Who's your dog of the game, Nick? Who's your dog of the game? I, I think it's still my Sabonis. Yeah. Well, you if you say that, you have to do your bark, man. What's your bark like? Woof, 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 woof. I like it. That's your, like my Your dog's too nice, Nick. Make that dog sound a little angry. Woof, woof. Wow. Yeah, okay. okay. Still a little nice though. I will be I will uh you can join me on April 14th, downtown Sacramento. I will be with Dusamo, I'll be working with Dusamo along oh. with Dusamo at the studio on the 14th downtown side. He's working. What is Nick, Nick, we'll definitely have I, you a part of the show for sure. That that's that I you... would like to talk with you guys. Oh. oh my did you tell him something? I don't know. No, I don't remember. I think I told Nick we we're doing a live show, but yeah, well, oh and are you there, Nick? All right. All right, we'll, Nick. We'll sleep beams. Sleep beams. We lost Nick. Okay. He's going to be part of the, the show. <laughs> if he's part, we'll do a five-minute segment with Coach Nick. Uh, oh, Nick has to do, give us a little pre-playoff pep talk. Well, it we have a few special guests, so that's why, you know, like, it's going to be great. What? We got this. We, I think we've got time for Nick. Oh, no. we. Oh, are you? I wasn't saying we don't have time yeah. for Nick. Okay. I just didn't want him. 
I didn't want him to expect to like sit up there the whole time or something and then be like disappointed that oh, he wasn't. We will have our intense security escort his ass out of the building. <laughs> He's just gonna <laughs> yell at us the whole time. <laughs> the Andre says, Nick said I'm working with y'all. Peace. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. Nate says, Nick is plugging himself. Yeah. So great. Abraham says, why am I just learning about this channel? I don't know, man. Where are you I'm glad you're here. Thank uh, you. Shout out to Scott who donated 10 bucks saying, we've all put in a lot as fans, but you two are stars above us. Stop it. That's not true. No. Uh, you have invested so much time and energy covering this team, entertaining fans. Super happy for you guys. Thank you. Like the beam. Now we're in this together. Thank you. Literally, I don't care what you say. Couldn't do it without you, your support, you being here. Yeah. So. Appreciate the love, and we do appreciate you guys supporting us after games and stuff. Uh, a couple of things we should know on the way out, Morgan Reagan. What you got? Saturday, the Kings play the Wizards. Yeah, what's the note? Oh. So the Kings play the Wizards <sighs> at 5. We are in Stockton for a G League game that starts at 5. So Saturday night chat will be late. It will be. So we'll watch the Kings game as soon as we get back around probably like – yeah, probably like eight. So it'll probably be closer to like nine. Yeah. Because we get to fast forward through all free throws, all um, timeouts yeah. and everything. So nine. Yeah. We're looking at late nine o'clock night. Saturday night. Grab Saturday your night. beer. Yeah. Let's effing go. Uh, any other final thoughts, Morgan, about this? Um, No, just in this moment. I, I would say uh, for the game, again, go went in with a low expectations like hey if they lose this one second night of back-to-back it's against the nets i get it why don't don't doubt this team do not doubt this team anymore and you're seeing what they're doing with 42 wins on the season now um the real deal and let's just enjoy every single moment keep it rolling keep it rolling Win the last two on this road trip let why not truly why not I mean, it's, it's just long. It's a road trip. You got the Wizards. You got the Jazz. But Why? Then you get come, not. you come home for the Celtics. Let's keep this going. Let's go. I love it. We love you guys so, so, so much. 42 wins. Oh, hit the thumbs up on the way out. Spread the word. We love you, but we got to go. You all have a wonderful rest of your night. Thank you so much for being here. Sleepy. Deuce and mo. Deuce and mo.